For streaming, creating, gaming, and more, power your passions for less during Dell's exceptional Cyber Savings event. Enjoy up to $400 off stunning laptops like the XPS, along with high-performance desktops and next-level Alienware systems, redefining what's possible with 10th-gen Intel Core processors. Shop special prices on top-brand electronics and accessories, plus enjoy free shipping on everything. Don't forget to ask for Intel when you call 1-800-BUY-DELL. That's 1-800-BUY-DELL. Attention, everybody, before this show gets started, I would like to let you know that Pat McAfee, professional baseball player, is now available for free at our YouTube page, youtube.com forward slash The Pat McAfee Show. Go check out for free the greatest comedic sports documentary in the history of comedic sports documentaries. We might be the only one in that category, but we won a damn award. Check it out now. For free at youtube.com forward slash the Pat McAfee show. Hello. It is Thursday, January 2nd, 2020. 20. Almost wanted to say 2019 there. You know, because it becomes a habit, habitual, just to say the year that you're in there. It's hard not to write 2019 for probably the next week or so, probably the next two weeks. Imagine having to say it live on a microphone every day and not sounding stupid. It's inevitably going to happen. I mean, I say dumb things all the time. But welcome to January 2nd, 2020. 2020. Another decade has passed. I hope you all had the greatest decade of your entire life. I hope 2020 is going to be the year that you remember later on in your life that was like, boom, pivotal change in my life. 2020 was when I decided to... Insert name of cool thing here. Maybe you, uh, maybe you decided to get in shape. Maybe you stopped eating like two pizzas a night. Maybe you stopped eating breadsticks with cheese and pizza and wings and pancakes <laughs> and cookies and brownies. Nope. This is, this is strictly for a friend who might be dealing with this thing and having this idea. Maybe 2020 is the year that you get your life together. And yep, it's probably the year that I need to do the same. I'm getting married this year, I guess, which is awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. Can't wait for that. Forever's a long fucking time. Long fucking time. But I can't wait for that ride. Hey, hey, put it there. Today's show is brought to you by SeatGeek. Uh, SeatGeek is not only our presenting sponsor, it's the greatest ticket buying platform on planet Earth and... Uh, Ow, that was really... The moon. Don't anything else? That was really loud. Don't anything. Just need the tagline. Okay, let's do it again. SeatGeek scans all the other ticket buying platforms and make sure you're getting the best value for the tickets that you purchase. You're not going to get catfished either. The ticket that you buy is the ticket that you get. And that's why SeatGeek is the greatest ticket buying platform on planet Earth and... The moon! A little too loud. Okay. Oh, okay, now I'm the loudest. Yep, a little bit too loud. Let's try not to blow out any eardrums for the fine people that are listening. Right now, you go to SeatGeek and use promo code PAT, you get $10 off your first order. Holy shit. Promo code McAfee, you get $20 off your first order. Wow, they're giving tickets away. You're alive, but are you living? Go live and experience something live today. Could be an NFL game. Got a lot of big ones coming up. Could be a concert. Could be some comedy. Could be a play. Whatever has tickets, SeatGeek's got the best tickets for you. They're the best. A lot to talk about today. 
I mean, a lot of talking today. Obviously, it's a podcast. It revolves around talking, but we got some good shit for you. Let's get started. Joining me here in Indianapolis, Indiana. I wasn't going to yell, but I liked it. You guys did. I liked it. I, I didn't know if I was ready for it. So there was another night of coughing at the McAfee oh, house. Ah. So I didn't know if I was ready for it. But by the way, I feel like the pneumonia, pneumonia is possibly out. This morning, it got, there was a big, like, uh, there was a massive clump that came out. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's yeah, huge. We cleared the throat. We're ready to go. I wish I could have yelled with you. And the people that were yelling Indiana at Nick Marotta wearing a camouflage hoodie over there on the ones and twos. How was your New Year's Eve with Big Walt? Pretty good. Went to bed about 11 p.m. So, you know. Yeah, I'll tell you what. The, as we go on, we remember how hard it is <laughs> to spend New Year's at midnight together <laughs> it's hard i looked at the clock like 7 38 o'clock i'm like whoa we got four more hours my lady and i at about 9 30 we're laying down we're looking around we're like we still got two and a half more hours here lady we gonna make it we did by the way we made it all the way to midnight but it was it was a drag crawl mm-hmm. to the finish line and this is what happens when you get older you get hemorrhoids and things like that at tone Diggs, <laughs> i saw you and your family were enjoying beautiful new year's eve last night yeah we went out to dinner because i knew if we just stayed at home all night we would not make it and then he came home he played a little rummy drank a little oh. champagne are you a rummy family yeah oh me and sam play every night really yeah it's a good you know, it's couple's a, night it's a nice, hey, little, hey, nice little bonding hey, experience hey. i'll tell you what sam and i went and played against uh phil and his wife mm-hmm. in rummy dominated yeah I'm very good. Home at game it. or away game for uh, you? Huh? Home game or away? I, it, well, it wasn't away game because it was at their house, but they okay. had people looking at my cards. Whoa! Ah, yeah, Phil's dad and Phil's huh. sister Papa were looking Mains? at my cards. Yeah, Papa Mains is coming in like, oh, "Good, good, see you." <laughs> <laughs> and he like give me a hug, and they look at Phil like wink for an ace. <laughs> I'm like, I don't need that right now. At Boston Carter, what you do? Funyuns? Uh, Funyuns, <laughs> chocolate milk. You know the deal. <laughs> uh, we didn't do a thing. Holiday I was in bed traditions. by eleven. Yeah, exactly. What did you watch? Uh, I watched the Utah-Texas game. Okay, so you watched the Utah-Texas game. Yeah. Shout out to Texas, by the way. Yeah. And also, a fun thought. Utah almost made it into the damn college football yeah, playoff. One win away. And imagine what LSU would have done to them. I, I couldn't uh. even fathom. And Utah, remember. Oh, yeah. Oh, I don't want to drag anything for 2019 into 2020. <laughs> I'm not even going to do it. I have to do it. Yeah. We refused on this show to talk about Utah because I didn't know anything about Utah. And I felt like a bad person because I was a college football analyst. I knew nothing about them. And I didn't want to talk about them. So I'd get callers, and you need to show more respect for the Utah Utes. You need to show. I was like, you know what? You're right. You're 100% right. They get in the Pac-12 championship game, play Oregon, slaughtered. Then here they are against Texas, slaughtered. I mean, I, I want to have respect and appreciation for them. I heard their mountains are beautiful. I bet you the people are great. But damn, that team stunk. I don't know how they got to where they were. Let's assume they'll get better next year. That's two years in a row that Texas has taken advantage of a team that barely missed out on the playoffs. And I think they were a little down for the uh, meaningless bowl game. And Texas has taken advantage of it. Is Tom Herman the Bill Belichick of bowl games that don't mean anything? People are asking that. People are asking that. I, by the way, Tom Herman, he, he has a lot of... Uh, I've heard a lot of interesting stories, obviously, about Tom Herman, as we all have. Has he been an upgrade for Texas or not? Because I feel like Texas has not been relevant for a very long time, almost like since Vince Young was there or Colt McCoy was there. Yeah, very true. I, I think they expected him to get back to where they were at with Mac Brown, and he just hasn't done it at all. He was it, an upgrade over Chuck Strong, for, for sure. sure. Oh, yeah. I met Chuck Strong this week. Well, I started Chuck Strong with Chuck Pagano. Correct. <laughs> Charlie Strong, I yeah. believe, is who you're, yes, you're referring correct. to. I, I got a chance to meet him this year. Um, I think he got fired from the SF, too. Did, yeah. Yeah. I'll be excited to see what he does next. But you could tell that 
the way he talked about Texas, it didn't go anywhere near how he thought or they thought it was going to go. And it's almost like whenever something like that happens, you can set back a program a long time. And they, they can be hooking them all they want down there, but they, they ain't hooking a damn thing except for these big, big bowl victories mm-hmm. over teams that aren't in bowls that matter. So you didn't watch any of the New Year's Eve shows? No, none of them. I've never been a New Year's <laughs> Eve show guy. <laughs> what does that mean? I just don't really care about I, it, you know? I've never I've never accidentally floated over to NBC, or I've never <laughs> accidentally... Nah, I'm over on HBO checking out the movies, you know? Got it. Well, you didn't miss much. I mean, yeah. uh, Post Malone did a performance in a pink suit. Mm-hmm. Pretty good. Pretty good performance. Yeah. Uh, Paula Abdul lip-synced like four or five times, but she's 70 years old and was dancing her ass off. So I... I have some respect for that. I always wonder, is a lip sync like always an option for a performer and they have to choose whether or not to do it? Like for instance, when they go out there and they're performing, rehearsing or whatever, and and I assume in rehearsal it's actual singing. Is there somebody that's like, you know, we can always, (laughs) is that what happens? Because it's not my only game I play now during live events is like, are they lip syncing or not? Like Neo, for instance, there'll be sometimes where Neo performs, who's still alive, by the way. Neo is still getting a lot of really good gigs. I have no idea how or why, but he used to do that thing with the microphone oh, yeah. stand mm-hmm. that was good. pretty smooth. Yeah. And I think he probably wrote some songs, but Neo hasn't had a hit in probably two decades. So I don't know how he's doing 2020, but I respect it. But whenever he sings, he has his hand like oh, yeah. over his entire mouth like this. And I'm like, I feel like I could be a singer if that's the way it goes. I wonder if that's an option every single time you perform. I think so. And I think it's more like the people who dance primarily as opposed to sing do that because dancing and singing at the same time, obviously very hard. You're going to get winded. You're going to run out of breath. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. the dancers primarily do the lip syncing. But how nice is that, though? Like, How oh, nice beautiful. is it to know that, okay, I make a banger. DJ's just going to spin that thing. I just got, I'm going to do my dance. That's all I got to do. And then I just got to word it. And then at the end, I feel like there's a, a deal that's made between the audio person and the person. Like, hey, after the song's over, turn it on so I can say thanks to everybody. Because mm-hmm. uh, there's always that completely different tone sound. It's like, Happy New Year! <laughs> Sierra was dancing her ass off. I forgot how good of a dancer she is. And I don't think she was lip syncing last night. Yeah, day. but that song wasn't a song you sing, though. No, no, it was, it was like more a, like a... Bah, bah, yeah, yeah. Bah, bah. <laughs> That's like why it's so frustrating when you see someone like Mariah Carey, who's known only for her singing, go out and do some lip syncing. Yeah, but Mariah Carey, what she made, she made sixty million off of that one song. All I want for Christmas. The streaming rights made sixty Wild. million. I have, a, I have a list here of like top twenty people who've lip synced, but Rascal Flatts is one of them. Really? No. Yeah. No, this is one person. Well, they got hey, caught. They got can, caught, though. No, can we please put a preface on this that this is one person's opinion that Zito is reading? Uh, mm-hmm. He. I could see him losing his breath. You're telling me big buttery breath fella, big buttery voice guy is going to lip sync? No God, way. That's all he's sense. got. That's all that guy's got. Big Guy Fieri guy. He, there's no way he's going to He sing. does look like Guy Fieri. Yeah, with a buttery, soulful <laughs> yeah, voice. Yeah, the concert, uh, they were here, I think, last year we, yeah, we, we went. went to it. It stunk. So, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> Dan, and that... Shea, Dan and Shay destroyed them. They, were, they opened for them and destroyed well, them. Well, what if Dan and Shay were lip syncing? You don't know. I don't know. Those two are good. I, I wish. Now, if we were musicians. Mm-hmm. And we were on tour. And everybody knows how my brain operates and I get bored. I would assume I would make a remix for every song <laughs> in every city that we go to. You know what I mean? Yeah. You would do that 100%. Yeah, you know what 100% percent like customize the song for, for the, the city. For the city that we're yes. in. That is 100% what I, I would do. And that you. is how you learn if the person's lip syncing. Yes. That is, Good I call. got my toes in the water. Ass in Indiana. You know what I mean? Like, there's just something that you could change in a song so it's not obvious. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. And I don't know how more people don't do that. 
I have no idea how more people. Every time I go to a concert and I'll hear them sing, I'm like, not even one little, just a little tip of the cap to like, oh, the Indy 500, <laughs> maybe Peyton Manning. <laughs> you couldn't sneak that in. I just think they're missing the boat. But it has to be. Because last night, New Year's Eve might be Lip Sync City. Oh, yeah. Everybody. Mm -hmm. I don't think Post was. No, it seemed like he was singing. But his microphone is a full auto-tune microphone, mm -hmm. which huh, I don't care. You do what you got to do. Seems like he was have, having some uh, issues with his audio in his left ear uh, as well. I think that's always the classic go-to, too, whenever you're yeah. not <laughs> singing. You do the lip sync thing. Zito, what you do last night? Take Coco anywhere? Yes. Uh, we went to a burger place uh, downtown. It's owned by a big steakhouse uh, chain around here. St. Elmo's? Oh, I was about to say, I thought we were doing no pub there. I thought you were doing no <laughs> pub. Uh, how'd it go? Did you get back home? Did you watch any of the television? Uh, yeah, so um, I actually didn't watch any television. Went home. Stopped at Todd's show. It's actually right next to Todd's thing. It was like right next to it. I walked out. I was at Todd's show. Nice. Uh, Ty, what'd you do last night? Anything sweet? No, not really. I fell asleep by about 8, woke up at 11.30, saw the ball <laughs> drop, went back to Perfect. sleep. Perfect. Ty awesome. mastered <laughs> yeah. New Year's Eve. Foxy, I saw you and the lady were out and about, saw a photo shoot happen. That's good. I like that. <laughs> yes, sir. That's just classic. She's 23, so she's a part of the Instagram era, so we got to take the photo shoot. We got to do that dinner, drinks, whole thing. I'm feeling 23. He says she's 23 like he's some 40-year-old man. <laughs> what are you, 24? 25. I'm a man. I'm 40. <laughs> Speaking of a man who is 40, Todd, you had two shows last night. How'd yeah. they go? How were the crowds? I assume they were pretty rambunctious. Yeah, the, you have a big difference between a first show and second show in New Year's. First show, a lot older crowd. They have dinner beforehand, you know, and then the party crowd, late show. Uh, the best part of it was I got to meet Zito's lady for the first time. Oh, Coco. She, she's quite awesome. Ah, uh, yeah, she's dating Zito. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she is uh, awesome. And old Billy. Uh, old Billy McComas got a chance to drive home his dad last night after his shows and uh, uh, thought he was dead this morning. Yeah. Billy yeah. didn't make it in here until about four minutes ago and we're very thankful that we Billy are. is alive. Mm -hmm. Don't even know if we're on YouTube right now. I walk in, I walk into the building this morning and all laughs, ha, ah, happy new year, happy new year. And then it's like two, three minutes, like what are we gonna talk about? And then, uh, hey, there's a real situation with Billy McComas right now. And I was like, <laughs> what happened? Did he get arrested? I thought he, was gonna, he got arrested. They're like, I think Ty looked at me and said, he might be dead. <laughs> I was like, wait a second. Uh, Billy McComas is dead, nobody can get a hold of him. And here he made it in. Yeah. Very, yeah. very thankful for Billy. Happy you all had a great New Year's. I hope the people that are listening had a great New Year's. Is there anything we should talk about before we get to break? What's any big news we should talk about? Nah. Nah. Except for, did, oh, we, did we go Dorsey, over what you did? Dorsey. Dorsey. Oh, yeah. buddy boy. Ah, buddy boy. John Dorsey of the Cleveland Browns. The man who basically assembled the most talented roster in Cleveland Browns history, potentially. Recent history, at least. I don't want to go back and act like yeah, I did the research. Most talented roster in history that for some reason couldn't come together and play together. For some reason, couldn't get it all in a row. John Dorsey, GM, fired. The Haslam's shipped the responsibility of building this team to a guy who's living in California in his basement, John D. Podesta. Is that right? Yeah, Moneyball guy. Yep. They just sh that guy was the guy from the previous regime that ruined the team more than anything. Let's get it back into that guy's hands. This Haslam family. Now, I know that there's a lot of very bad franchises in all of sports. I'm sure there's even bad eSports owners. But this Haslam family, firing the coach... Firing the GM, putting it back in charge of the GM that you fired just two years ago. 
What an interesting move that will definitely go down in their legacy of sucking thus far as owners of an NFL team. It was like since the Haslam's have taken over, and I saw the tweet, but I don't have it up right now. It's like the Steelers have had one head coach and one GM. The Ravens have had one head coach and two GMs just because Aussie News retired. retired. And then the Bengals have had one GM and two coaches. And then the Browns have had five GMs and five coaches, I think, or seven coaches or something like that. So like, what is it? The interview process? You know what they're not asking? <clears throat> if you're a kitchen appliance, which kitchen appliance yeah. would you be? Because mm. you learn everything you need to learn about somebody right in that moment. I wonder what Freddie answered. <laughs> I'll be a fork. I was, was going to say spoon. I'll be for a spork, actually, because I'm multifaceted. And you'd have to go, Freddie, well, that isn't, well, that isn't more an food. appliance. That's a utensil. Well, you put a little drill on it. <laughs> John Dorsey at Ron Rivera in with the Redskins. Mm-hmm. I guess two nights ago, it was spotted in D.C. at some restaurant. Dan Snyder was eating dinner with Ron Rivera and Barack Obama. <laughs> Barack Obama is now recruiting coaches <laughs> to the Washington Redskins. I have no idea if that was a true report. I saw the tweet, get tweets. That is a hilarious thing and a hilarious thought. Congrats to Ron Rivera taking over another franchise that seems to be perpetually screwed in success. And I can't wait to see what he does with Dwayne Haskins, who showed a lot of promises. And he hired Jack Del Rio today as his yep. defense coordinator. Okay, couple two OGs getting the road dogs back together. <laughs> Just like Mike McCarthy he's been doing in his uh-huh. barn i'm excited to see where he ends up the more and more i think about it mike mccarthy at the browns yeah. or the cowboys would be awesome i think that would be a cool thing get a yinzer in there get them the, now by the way awesome for the team i'm not talking about for us mm-hmm. i think what we all would like is jerry jones to obviously make a hilarious decision so we can listen to jerry have to talk about his decision because jerry jones is an electric factory on a microphone but i have no idea who's going to get what job i think now, and bear with me here. This would be aligning a lot of stars, but I think there's a chance. Now, Dan Snyder, I guess, kind of bucks this trend. I think there was a conversation by the NFL to these teams that are looking for coaches to tell them to draw it out a little bit. Take your time doing this. We can make stories out of this. We can mm. make fodder out of this. Let's not just hire somebody immediately, and then we have to answer a lot of questions. There's a lot of stories that are coming out from this all now, right? Like Matt Rule saying no to the Browns was a hilarious situation. Now the Browns want to look into this guy and this guy and this guy. It seems like everybody's doing super due diligence, which if you're a fan, you have to appreciate, but it's not normally like this. No. Normally hires have already been made. Normally there's already been decisions and thoughts already had. I mean, at this point, we don't have a clue who's going to go anywhere, and the people that we thought were going to go somewhere now we're potentially not going to go anywhere. It's like Jason Garrett somehow has survived three meetings now. Three <laughs> meetings with Jerry Jones. I don't know what else you're going to talk about. I understand it's a family down there and that Jerry Jones says he runs that operation like a family. Every time you see his suite, he's got his grandkids in there washing his glasses and his sons, everything. It is, it is a real family thing. His family owns it. It's 100% ownership. They took no uh, public money, so I understand that. But yeah, this guy stinks as a head coach. It's only, it's only a matter of time you got to let him go. And maybe he got stale and let him go. But no, but nothing that we really thought was going to happen has happened yet. And that, to me, is surprising. And I think it might be a strategy business-wise. I think there might be a little something Cause, to it. Because normally I think when the teams realize three or four weeks ago that they're getting a new coach, they already start putting out their feelers to the potential coaches, and then they kind of have someone in mind. But I think with Jason Garrett, and this is a, this is a tale as old as time as something that works, 
I think he's crying in these meetings. And like when you've tried to break up with girlfriends in the past and they start crying, it is just impossible to do. <laughs> Jerry, just send the text message and move on. I think he's crying. I think he's crying and, and Jerry's like, all right, we'll, we'll talk tomorrow. We'll talk tomorrow. <laughs> I mean, can we get some more? <laughs> Clean yourself Kleenexes up. in here. Uh, maybe Thursday. He <laughs> Jerry, just text him. Uh -huh. Just text him. That's what, that's what happened. Everybody's like, well, you can't break up over text. It's like, have you ever seen Jason Garrett cry? Stop <laughs> <laughs> the handle. What would you do if they just changed the locks at the, like, the whole Cowboy facility? Well, they do that, though. That's, yeah. So you have like a fob to get into your building. <laughs> and as soon as you get cut, your fob doesn't work anymore. There's guys that show up, their fob doesn't work. It's like, okay, is this a tech issue or am I no longer on the roster? <laughs> oh, that happened in the famous video, the Jets guy, right? Yeah, and yeah, get Jamal again. Adams. <laughs> yeah, and they, gotta, they walk you in and then they walk you out. Yeah, that whole thing happens oh, immediately geez. upon you getting uh, released or whatever. So if Jason Garrett goes back in tomorrow for his third meeting. <laughs> Let me in! <laughs> is, he still, is he still crying down there? <laughs> Open the door. <laughs> Jason's got a boombox sitting outside the facility. <laughs> oh, that probably is what it is, isn't it? I think it is. That's the only rational explanation. No one thought Jason was getting to 2020. He made it to 2020. Hey! hey! Jason! Did you know this time of year is the number one time to get engaged? So if you're in love and ready to get engaged, go see our friend Steven Singer, the I Hate Steven Singer guy. You've been hearing us talk about him for weeks, and you might have seen his billboards. I hate Steven Singer. Other jewelers love to hate Steven. Why, you ask? Because Steven makes buying a diamond easy. No negotiating, no haggling, no nonsense, no bullshit. Just one perfect price every day. And he has the best quality, best diamonds anywhere. Check out Steven's Ready for Love diamond engagement ring collection that is ready to go. Each diamond is hand-selected and picked by his real expert jewelers. No one selling online or anywhere else for that matter does it better than Steven Singer Jewelers. He takes no risk shopping to the next level with his full 100-day, 100% money-back guarantee and fast and free shipping both ways. Whether your budget is $500 or $5,000, thousand dollars steven has the perfect engagement ring for you at the perfect price visit the real steven singer at the other corner of eighth and walnut in philadelphia fly eagles fly on the road to victory or online at ihatestevensinger.com with free shipping real diamonds real experts real jewelers steven singer jewelers that's ihatestevensinger.com i-h-a-t-e-s-t-e-v-e-n S-I-N-G-E-R dot com. It's time to shit or get off the pot. Don't get off the pot. Take a big old shit. Commit. Buy the ring. Ask her to marry you. Or ask him to marry you. Do it with our friend, Steven Singer. Being joined now by a man who is one of the smoothest athletes to ever walk this earth. He was a second round draft pick for the New England Patriots. He ended up at the Indianapolis Colts. Slot, safety, corner, ladies and gentlemen, at Darius J. Butler. DB! What's up? Hey, what's, what's the up, Pat, what, man? Thanks for having me, man. No problem. What's the new podcast called? Everything DB. Oh, because your name's Darius Butler. Darius Butler, you know, DB played every position in the backfield. So um, just dropping gems, 
uh, talking ball, you know, for all the people who uh, kind of want to learn more about the, the back end of the defense. Um, a lot of guys on TV don't know much about the, the you know, coverages and secondaries and things like that. So I'm um, just trying to bring that to, uh, you know, the social media. That's a real thing, by the way. I watch your videos and I feel like I'm actually learning. And I've told this story before, but we might have a lot of new listeners. Whenever you have a team meeting on Wednesday mornings, it's the whole team, whole, all hands on deck. Chuck Pagano used to enjoy questioning the defense on who prepared, who was ready going in there. So he would say like, hey, when they line up in this uh, formation, what does that mean? And nobody would answer, and then he would go, Darius, what does that mean? And DB would, Darius would go, well, his, the slot's going to go onto the flat, the tight end's going to do this, going to do this, and Chuck was like, that's right, right? So, like, every <laughs> single time that a question was asked, Darius Butler was the quarterback, basically, of the secondary. One of the smartest humans, I think, football-wise. I'm very, very happy that you're finally deciding to use that and potentially make money off of that on the internet, because I am learning stuff through your breakdown videos on your Twitter, which I love. We just need to get you a red laser pointer because the green laser yeah. pointer, you can't see the damn thing. I got it, man. I went and got it. I got the red laser pointer. You DM me like, hey, bro, need the red laser pointer. <laughs> got it, girl. <laughs> Bring the new year right. What is, what is something, looking at these wild card games, Buffalo, Houston, Tennessee, New England, Minnesota, New Orleans, Seattle, Philly, what is something from the DB standpoint that we should look forward to in this particular game? What, what team uses a nice system that should set them up for victory against another team that we aren't thinking about? Uh, well, right now, um, you know, everybody's knocking down the Patriots, obviously taking a big loss to Miami. Um, obviously, Tom Tom's not playing uh, as well as we've seen him play over the years, but the secondaries had a pretty good year. Um, Gilmore kind of, I don't know what it was going into that game last week, but Parker got the best of him. You saw um, him get hit with that deep double move uh, against the Bills. I think it was John Brown that went by him. So uh, I think he'll come in the playoffs with even a bigger chip on his shoulder, and he's kind of in a defensive player of the year conversation. You got Tannehill, who's playing his first, uh, playoff game, if, if I'm not mistaken, I think up in Foxborough. So um, you know how those how those how those go up against Belichick. Uh, so uh, I'm, I'm I'm excited to see how the Patriots DBs come out. Um, who who else has some good? So De how about Houston? DeAndre Hopkins, they got all the weapons down there, and Deshaun yep. Watson has been hot playing against his Buffalo Bills defense that has been stingy at times, but then yep. they've had a couple games where they've let down a little bit. How do you feel that matchup could potentially go? Well, I hope I hope Trey White follows uh, uh follows Hopkins all over the field. Trey White has had had an All Pro year as well. Um, tied for the leading picks. Um, he he's been a dominant force in that secondary. They got uh, great safeties, uh, Hyde and Poirier. They fly around, make plays. Still got Jerry Hughes coming off the edge, uh, former teammate. Um, so I'm I'm excited about that matchup. Uh, Bill O'Brien, you know the Texans seem to find their way in every year. And uh, they compete. And uh, D-Hop, you know, he's there for the big moment. He hasn't had a huge year this year. Um, you know, Watson hopefully makes a little more of a name for himself in the playoffs this year. So I'm excited to see the boys go at it, man, especially that defensive backfield of Buffalo. Hopkins has like 5X hands. Uh-huh. Is, yeah. that, is that something that you, like as a DB, you like, all right, I'm going against a guy with little mongoloid hands. <laughs> like, is that something you have to think about? Uh, I mean, his it just makes his catch radius even bigger. And uh, he, I mean, he already does, doesn't drop anything. He has those big, uh, and he wears the red gloves that make him look even bigger. But uh, he, he's, he's a beast, man. And uh, I, I love to see him play. I love to see him compete. He comes out there and shows his best every week. And uh, same, same with a guy like Trey White. So um, you love those type of matchups at this point in the season. Uh, I have a question for you. I saw Tyron Matthew was wearing bright yellow gloves. 
The, yeah. other, the other team was wearing a dark color. I said that that was a message he was sending, that he doesn't care if they can see him holding or his hands on it because normally an idea of a DB is to wear mm -hmm. the same color glove as the other team because then your hands can kind of match in with the jersey. Am I wrong in thinking that? Yeah, that, that was um, – some guys use that, that method. I know uh, Mike Mike Adams is a big proponent of that, um, our former Pro Bowl safety teammate. He always, you know, if you were – Playing a team that was wearing a white jersey, we'll try to wear white gloves. Uh, but Matthews having a hell of a year this year, man. And he's he's changed kind of the whole outlook on that 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 Chiefs defense, which makes them, you know, one of probably second scariest team, obviously seeding wise, um, in the AFC. And I think that's the only team that can beat Baltimore this year on that side on that side of things. So um, it, 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 it's looking the arrows going up, 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 and uh, in Kansas City, man. I, lo I love our Honey Badger plays. You just said the Patriots are out. I heard it. <laughs> <laughs> Darius, we were talking about Houston and, and Hopkins. So Will Fuller yeah. is, is questionable. How big of a difference is it when you have a wide receiver that can take the top off a of defense versus if it's just Hopkins and you can potentially double him all day? How big of that is this is the thing for the secondary? Uh, it's real big. Um, you saw it was an issue, um, I think, the last time they played the Colts, for sure. Um, I feel like Hopkins, I mean, not Hopkins, but Fuller's questionable every other week mm -hmm. with a soft tissue injury or growing a hamstring or something. But um, he's definitely a guy that you got to pay attention to. You got to keep a safety, a deep safety has to know where he is because he can he can hit you for 70, uh, 60 yard on any given time. So that definitely changes a lot of things for the secondary, just being aware of uh, not only where Hopkins, a guy like Hopkins is, who – who isn't really known for being a burner? He can kill you in a big play, but usually he's breaking the tackle or doing something like that. But uh, Fuller can, you know, one play, he can take it to the house. Okay, let's talk about this New Orleans Saints-Vikings game. Everybody just assumes that the Vikings are going to get buzzsawed out there. My question is deeper than that. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, I think we all do. How do you, as a DB, know that Michael Thomas is going to get 10 catches and let it happen? Is that all play design? Is that What is that? Why is he always open? Uh, it, it's tough. He's a big body, and he ha he has good good feet, good hands. He, he catches literally everything that Breeze throws to him. Um, it's nuts that he can produce on that such on that high level. But um, you know, you have other matchups on the field that you have to worry about, like Jared Cook. You can't just leave a linebacker on him or or a box safety on him. Alvin Kamara, you have to be aware of, of where he is coming out of the backfield. So. You have to kind of put – it's kind of like when A.B. was in, in, in Pittsburgh. Um, you know, he was a, a dominant receiver, but you still had to worry about what Le'Veon was as far as the run game. You couldn't keep a linebacker on him in coverage, so that changes things up. For the, it puts a lot of stress on the defense. But um, Mike Thomas, I think he'll, he'll, he'll continue to put up those numbers, but they will go down a little bit in the playoffs because now it's one-game seasons, and now everybody – see the Super Bowl with the Patriots and the Rams, even a guy as great as Aaron Donald. Like, he was limited in that Super Bowl because coaches and players put so much more focus now on stopping that, you know, that top dog. So, um, if, if Michael Thomas continues to have the type of season he's had, I mean, that's all to him, man. That's insane what he's done. Let's talk about uh, – we got a couple minutes here. Will you stick around through the break to start the next hour with us? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, we got a couple minutes left here, and then we'll just run yeah. right up to it. The Has there ever been a player that you played against or game plan for that the idea was we need to eliminate this guy completely? And how did you go about doing that? Oh man, um, like Gronk. You know, the, the, the one guy that, that comes to mind first is crazy. Is Antonio Brown, but I I feel like he still always killed us. Always, and it, and, and, yeah, always. And be, but the difference there was, um, you had a guy like Big Ben who would extend the play. 
and kind of make not the original. Like he can run a dig route or a curl route. He can be double teamed, but now when he's running three or four routes down the field, he just throws a ball. That becomes very, very difficult to stop. Uh, another guy will be a guy like uh, Hopkins. Like, you got to take a guy like that out. You know he's going to get, you know, 14, 15 targets a game. And if you limit that the production by that player, you know the likelihood of you guys winning that game is uh, it goes up a lot. How much are they accurate on television with who is to blame for a blown coverage? I feel like there's a lot oh of guys. God. I feel like there's a <laughs> lot of guys taking fire from commentators that don't it, always deserve it. They're probably about as accurate as, as who to blame when it's a missed field goal. You know, sometimes, <laughs> it sometimes it's the holder, sometimes the kicker, sometimes the defensive player just makes a great play and, and changes the trajectory of the ball. So um, it, it's it's almost that technical on the back end because even. Somebody who played, I played nine years in the league, played literally every position back there. And I can't just look at a coverage and know for sure, you know, how that player was coached up that week. You know, what adjustments was made um, to stop something. I can get a pretty good idea. And obviously, the more familiar I am with the system, if I watch, you know, Minuski's Redskins or, you know, uh, Chuck in Chicago, you can see, or New England, I can see a lot of similarities of the things I was coached up on. But uh, for the most part, it's really tough to get, that's why I like the PFF ratings and things like that. I mean, they're they're kind of they're good to add to watching film and analytics and all that stuff. But um, you kind of got to be in those meet rooms in a sense to really know whose fault it is to blame. I was always so intrigued by that because the commentators yeah. are like, "Well, he was obviously passing them off." I'm like, <laughs> "Was he supposed to? Like, how do we know if he was supposed to do that? I have no yeah. idea." Yeah, and then and then the and then the body language, man. Like the the the, the DBs are funny, man, because it's something that. We used to give actually body language fines. So if I'm expecting, uh, like you saw Ramsey throw his rookie safety under the bus the other day, fine. Like you see a guy turn around, like yo, what the, you know, what the fuck you supposed to be over the top? Sometimes it's like, hey, bro, my bad, bro. We're out. We're out. (laughs) Hey, we just went right to a break right there. We're at a break right now. (laughs) Hey, we just went right to a break. You You crushed. Sorry for the interruption. Zoom didn't invent video conferencing. They just made it better. Now, Zoom is how business gets done. Zoom ties together all of your communication needs into one easy app for video conferencing, phone calls, group chat, webinars, and your conference rooms. Turn any workspace into a modern, easy-to-use Zoom room. A Zoom room is an enterprise-grade video conference room designed for instant collaboration with flawless video and audio, instant wireless content sharing, and a single tap of a button to start a meeting. And... Zoom phone works seamlessly from any device as your business phone system to make and receive phone calls, capture call recordings, and easily elevate from phone call to video if the need arises. Zoom is used by millions. And millions. You did really well there to connect around the world. Why wait any longer? Visit Zoom online and set up your free account today and meet happy with Zoom. Zoom, zoom, zoom. In the zoom, zoom room. Take my lady and I. Boom, boom, boom. In the zoom, zoom room. Back to the show. Okay, so before we ended that last hour in impeccable fashion, just talked right off the air. That's 100% my fault. You talked about, I asked you a question about how on TV, commentators bury 
members of the secondary, whether it's a safety was supposed to cover deep or the corner was supposed yeah. to, to supposed to run with them and all this stuff. And I asked you how accurate those are, and you said that nobody knows what the call actually was supposed to be unless you're in the meeting room and know who's doing what because coverages can change. Even the standard cover two can change team to team base. Then you mentioned something that was very intriguing to me. It was a body language fine, which I absolutely yeah. love this because that is, I think, how the commentators decide whose fault it was. Who was a the lot, a lot of times? Yes. yes. Who was the most upset? They're obviously not in the wrong. It must be the other person. And you said you guys had an answer for that. Oh yeah, that guys guys definitely do that all the time. And that that was that was the fine because you don't ever want to um want to throw any throw one of your guys under the bus. Um, you good? Yeah, I'm good. You're you're just okay, behind yeah. me here. I'm trying to move you out from uh, behind me. It's kind of <laughs> there's like three D butts. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of a weird thing. It's oh, good. Let me my light's not bright. But um, yeah, so um, you, you never want to throw your guys under the bus, man. Like like I said, that, that Jalen Ramsey when I saw that, that really bothered me, especially with it being a rookie. Um, you know, the reporters or whoever come in there and ask you, you say, hey, man, we got to watch the film, check it out, uh, let Booger figure it out, you know, oh. let's whoever come up with their whole <laughs> analyst on whatever coverage and say what it, it is. But um, the overall coverage is cover one, cover two, cover three, you can kind of identify those. But like you said, it's tweaks within every coverage, depending on who you're playing, D-Hop, Stephon Diggs, whoever's in the playoffs. Um, you're gonna gonna tweet certain things and make sure you take care of that guy in every coverage. Okay. Whenever you watch games, I assume you had the same thing that I had. So when I retired and I started watching games, I couldn't stand listening to the commentators talk about kicking and punting. Couldn't stand yeah. it. I mean, I was uh, these people know nothing. That's why, like the AP All Pro are a bunch of media people talking about punters and kickers. They have no idea what they're talking about. It feels like there's zero defensive backs that really talk on television. Am I accurate in saying like who's the guy that speaks other than Deion Sanders who does his own show? Are there any defensive backs that are in the in the booth or anything like that? Nah, not not. I don't see any color guys, you know, talking real play by play. You know, this guy, you know, Ryan Clark obviously does a great job talking about, you know, football. Uh, Foxworth does a great job of talking about the whole thing. But as far as you know, getting into coverages and you know who's supposed to be where and how do you coach up certain coverages in certain zone areas and things like that, uh, I don't see anybody really digging into it. Besides the Everything TV show, check us out, maybe. <laughs> Yeah, I was about to say, you should start diving into that. There's a real need yeah. for that because it's there's a lot going on in the back end where in one mistake could be a touchdown every single play. There's a lot of high-pressure moments. Now let's move forward past the DB. Uh, we have a great playoff run that's about to happen. The NFC is stacked. The AFC runs through Baltimore. Everybody's excited about Lamar Jackson and that Baltimore Ravens team for good reason. How do you see the playoffs panning out, and who's your team that you're excited to watch? I mean, Baltimore has been hot all year, um, and they—they, they, you know, when it comes to playoff football, championship football, it's about you know running the ball and, and stopping the run, and they—they—they they, they do a good job of controlling the ball. So you know, when they're playing dynamic offenses, they limit you know that that quarterback and how many possessions you can get, and then they're playing dominant on the defensive side as well. And they got a ton of DBs who want you know they got twelve Pro Bowlers, but uh, a lot of those guys you know actually deserve uh, you know. Marlon Humphrey, uh, Peters, since he's got over there, been unstoppable. Earl Thomas, you know, one of the best safeties this decade. So um, a lot of guys over there deserving a lot of credit. So taking the Baltimore from the AFC side and um, and San Fran, San Fran from the NFC side, man. They, they've been, I feel like they've kind of slipped a little here and there, but they've been consistently pretty dominant, especially on that uh, on the defensive side of the ball. 
what was it? It was an eighth of an inch yeah. from losing to the yeah. Seattle Seahawks the other. An eighth of an inch, by the way, for losing to the Seattle Seahawks and that Russell Wilson team, which somehow end up in every game. I have no idea how that Seahawks yeah. team ends up in every game. I have no clue. You got Beast Mode fresh off the couch, Turbo getting the shot back in the league, man. And uh, I mean, it, I, I was I was going to. I just wanted to see Beast Mode just break off a fifty yard. I swear I wanted to see it, even though he looked like he put on a solid fifty pounds, <laughs> fresh, fresh off the couch. You know what he's been doing, but uh, it, it, it was it was fun to see it, man. Russell Wilson, he's gonna make it a game, but you know that bye week, man. Getting in that bye week is huge this time of year. So uh, I really depend. I think you know whoever won that game. Obviously Seattle's banged up, but uh, it, it will make their path a lot easier. And uh, Baltimore has had a ton of rest over these last three weeks. They played a Thursday night game a couple weeks ago, so they had that ten day break. And then um, you know they rested their starters the last week, and then they got a bye week. So will that be a problem? Be well, well rested, so they'll be scary. Will two and a half week rest be a problem, or you think that's good for them? No, I, I don't think it would be a problem, man. Now, when you're playing one of those, uh, you know, like a, a Peyton Manning-type offense where it's a lot of uh, timing and routes and, you know, here and there, everything is kind of – that two-week break can kind of hurt you a little bit. But the type of ball control offense that they play, uh, that, 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 their physical brand of football, the, guy, the more rest those physical guys get, that O-line, those running backs, those receivers block down for those tight ends, the more rest of those guys, the defense, the pass rush, the coverage guys – um, man, it, it's, it's, it's more more hell that's going to be on those offenses. So it's like a golf swing. Like, you don't want to take two weeks off whenever you're in the middle of golfing averagely well because you'll lose it. And whenever you're on those timing routes uh, as a quarterback, if you take two weeks off, you can lose it because somebody might get faster or slower, by the way, which throws yeah. everything off. And you're saying in that style of offense, it's more of a feel anyways. It's Lamar Jackson making decisions. Rest can actually help because it's going to make him think faster, think cleaner, and everybody else do their job better. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and, and and Lamar does a lot of damage from the pocket. He, he does he does a great job of identifying things pre-snap, identifying pressures. But um, he 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 does a good job of knowing kind of the, the area he's going to throw in. Why so don't they spot? So of, hey, why don't they the, spy him with a slot? What's that? Why don't they spy him with like a slot? I mean, you can do that, but then now, now, now my low ass would be in the box, and you got you know Mark Ingram <laughs> and the D lineman at fullback. And three tight ends from Danville. So it's like, where do you put him in the run game? Then once he drops back to pass, now these guys are at a disadvantage. So it, it, it's a tough – it's a, and something New England used to do, and they were really good. They'll put two or three tight ends on the field, and you think they're going to run the ball, and then they'll line up and empty and put Julian Edelman at, you know, n- the number three, and now you got a big-ass linebacker on him. He doesn't have a chance to stop him. So um, they kind of – the offense has the upper hand with that because they can dictate your personnel. But uh, when it's obvious passing situation, you can put a, a, a smaller guy on him just to track him down. But the, what he's been doing to these DBs, I don't think it'll help much. Bro. <laughs> hey, he's been sh- he's been shaking people like they're white guys. He's been shaking <laughs> folks. Everybody. Everybody's a white guy in Lamar Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's, it's not fair, man. He's one of those guys you got to take your shot at, man. You just got to take your shot. I hope somebody's hauling their ass. You know, whether it's inside out or outside in, but there's no breaking down and wrapping that guy up one-on-one. All right, well, uh, everything DB, the podcast, I can't wait to listen to it, more and more of it. I can't wait to watch you break down more uh, clips with a red laser. That's going to be good. <laughs> red laser, red, red laser. Yeah, the green laser, I couldn't see it. The red laser, though, I think you'll get your point across because what you were saying in there was magic, and I can't wait for you to take the same path that Orlovsky took, that other people took, because this is something that isn't talked about enough, and every time I listen to you speak, I really learn something, so I appreciate you. 
Appreciate that, man. I love, I love, I love hearing uh, Dan talk too, man. For about everybody except Carson Wentz, I'm so tired. Of <laughs> oh my god, sick of it. I don't need. By I way, can't, Car- I can't wait until he plays the Seahawks and they go up there and whoop his ass. <laughs> okay, so you got the Seahawks whooping Carson Wentz's ass. Uh, you think the Saints are beating the Vikings? Yeah, yeah, I got the Saints beating the Vikings. Tennessee beating New England? No, I got New England winning. Yes, huge. By at least, at least ten. Oh, Whoa, yeah. what makes you think that they're going to win by 10? Vrabel said he'd it's, cut off his it's penis. It's Tannehill's <laughs> first playoff experience. He's been in the league for a while. Tannehill, I, I'm, I've, even though I was a Colts fan, I grew up, you know, being very uh, – had a heartbeat on the Dolphins, the Dolphins fan. I grew up I'm living in South Florida. So Tannehill, he does just enough to get you hyped enough to let you out. <laughs> so uh, going with New England on that one. And Houston, Buffalo, who you got? Oh, that's a tough one. Because I really like uh, Josh Allen really stepped his game up this year, and that defense is tough. Got Frankie ah, I got. I'm gonna go Houston. I'm gonna go with the home field on this one. That's just strictly because you knew Frank Gore was gonna hear you pick the other team, so you had to sell a little bit there for Buffalo. I appreciate you, ladies and gentlemen. Darius Butler, thank you, DB. Hey, thanks for having me, man. Happy New Year, Bob. Thank you, bro. Same to you. All right, cheers. He uh, he was breaking down film, uh-huh. and he had a laser pointer, but it was a green laser pointer. And it was like mixing in with the field a little bit. And I didn't know who he was talking about. So I felt like an idiot. Not great. I was on some vitamins. So I, I, you know, I was listening to what he was saying. But I was like, who the hell is he talking about? And I saw like this little specks are going around. I'm like, oh, there's a laser pointer out there. And I immediately just sent a DM. I was like, I don't know if it's just me, but we need a red laser pointer. I mean, just make that happen. Stat, he's very good at it. He was the smartest dude on our team mm-hmm. for years and years and years. It was awesome to watch. Uh, he talked about first-time starters. There's three of them this weekend with Josh Allen, uh, Tannehill, and then Wentz as far as first-time playoff starters. They are 14-30 uh, and 30 in the playoffs, first-time starters are. I wonder why. Pressure. It's just a because right? you know how you say yeah, like from every, college to NFL it gets faster, and then everyone in the NFL says regular season to playoffs gets faster, and then playoffs the Super Bowl is just like this insane jump from speed because there's nothing. I think that's probably it. I guess is everything's faster. The pressure though, like your first game in the NFL, that's probably the most pressure you feel. Like, am I going to get rich or not off of this? Like, you know what I mean? Like the Eagles have had what six straight playoff games yeah, basically exactly. to end the season. I mean, it's hard. It's hard to. I've tried to explain this where like I think people when they have to shoot a beer pong and there's one cup left and the entire party is watching you that feeling of pressure that you have there like how much more can that get you know what I mean like even if you're kicking off a Super Bowl if I'm sitting at a party like now granted I've kicked off a Super Bowl so I put into perspective a Uh beer pong shot or something like that and that's I'm in very rare air to be able to do that and say that but if you've never done that if you're only a beer pong player or you're not a professional athlete those moments of pressure like how much bigger can it really get you know what I mean and I think that's kind of how I've always thought about pressure as somebody who's almost been maybe too relaxed in situations where I should have been a little bit hyped up I think the pressure I don't think is the big deal. I, I think it might be like, what's that? Well, pressure. Ivan knows all about that. Well, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the pressure, though, mixed with adrenaline, 
adrenaline. Like I think the adrenaline maybe might be a little yeah, more. Yeah, I think playoffs, it, that's it? when the experience comes in though, because you've been in the situation before. You know how to handle yourself. You know how to regulate your body and be like, okay, I need to calm down a little bit because if I get too amped, I'm gonna I'm gonna overthrow this ball or I'm gonna mm-hmm. overthink this situation. Yeah, it's interesting. I don't know. I, but then you see some young quarterbacks that just go in there and just light it up. Mm-hmm. I mean, Ben Roethlisberger did it. Mm-hmm. Tom Brady did it. I mean, it, it's very. It's situations are situational. situational. <laughs> Dumbest quote of all time, but it plays. <laughs> but it actually plays. I'll be excited to see with Tannehill because this is almost like a rebirth for Tannehill. Yeah. Now, if Tannehill was on the Dolphins and was going to play in the playoffs, I would say, yeah, he has no shot, but mostly because the Dolphins would never be in the playoffs. <laughs> Shout out, Gumpy. But now it feels like he almost has this like rebirth, like he's this completely new figure. I'm excited to see what he does up there. Love that team. Well, and he's playing with more confidence than he ever has in his career. So, yeah. well, and I he mean, also he has a uh, he has a monster <laughs> in the backfield yeah. that he could just go ahead and do this. High six foot six, two hundred and fifty <laughs> pound running back that's faster than the other team. That's a quite quite a little safety blanket, mm-hmm. but it's the Patriots, dude. Yeah, but Tannehill has played a lot in Gillette too. It's not like this is his first time up there. He's been there. Has he ever won? No way. He's four and seven, but I think, yeah, every time they've won has been in Miami. The Miami Miracle is one of those four? That was the last time they played the Patriots was Ten Hills Miami Miracle. And that was, you were in the building. Oh, I was there. Are you going to the game this weekend? No, no way. Smart. (laughs) For the team, for the team. Yeah, good for the team for you not to be there. I like the Vikings. I like the Texans. I I don't love the Texans. I like the Texans. I love the Saints. Even though we're friends with some Vikings, I just think they're running into a little bit of a destiny thing down there mm-hmm. with the Minneapolis miracle, with the ghost pass interference, with all that. I think the, I think the Saints are going to make a run at least to the NFC Championship. I think they are. Just because Sean Payton and the boys, they've been there, done that. And they're good special teams-wise. The thing that might get the Titans is their kicking game. Their kicking game might get them. I, I think they're less than 500 kicking. Who's that, the Titans? The Titans yeah, they were like going for that record. Ten kicks or something like that. That could be tough. So if Suckup hasn't figured it out, I don't know who's going to do it. Good conversation there, though. All right, right now we're about to do something that we have yet to do, and it's in the spirit of 2020, which our spirit, our soul, our mantra of 2020 is going to be laugh more, hate less, work hard, cash checks. This decade is going to be one that we're going to have the time of our lives we're going to make some money and we're going to enjoy it. And in doing so, what we're going to do is we're going to give back at a very rapid rate. Zito and I are currently two days into our accountability buddies where we're adding $500 into the kitty whenever we act in a proper fit fashion. Now, does that mean that we're always going to eat healthy? No. Does that mean we're always going to work out though? Yes. Zito and I have to work out every single day and every single day that both of us as accountability buddies do so, we add $500 into a kitty, into a pot, into a bank that will accrue. And then whenever we finally break and we both suck for a day, (laughs) we're going to give that away through the cash app. Now, how do we earn more money towards that kitty, towards that bank to give away? I think it's very simple. How about this? We have a kid named Evan Fox in this office. He's a lanky white kid from Michigan. He shoots no less than 200 basketballs a day whenever he's at the office. NBA threes all the way to free throws and layups. The kid, I think, could potentially play in the NBA, especially with the new style. He's 145 pounds, so he'd get busted in half. He would have to eat all the steroids in town, but I think his jumper is one that could fit in the NBA currently. Right now, we are going to ask Foxy, 
and Connor to go out to the NBA three. And if Foxy drains an NBA three on his first shot, we will add one thousand dollars into the kit. Okay, so it's currently at $1,000 in the kitty because Zito and I worked out two days in a row. Zito hit some up-downs yesterday uh-huh. and a bike. I hit some up-downs and a little fast feet. The day before, Zito rode a bike all the way through Paris. Oh, yeah. Like, I got halfway through. Like he was Lance Armstrong. <laughs> I did some squats and some running. So there's $1,000 in the kitty right now. And if Evan Fox can walk right outside the studio here, grab a basketball, and shoot a three and make a three, we'll add another 1000 Let's go, Foxy. Good luck out there. Here we go. Fox. Evan Foxy and Connor, thousand bucks. He doesn't have this type of pressure normally when he's shooting. Ever normally, he just gets a chance to just hang out, shoot around. We'll cut the camera to him here in a second. January first, two thousand twenty. Evan Fox has a chance to gain a thousand dollars for the listeners. He has a chance to gain a thousand dollars for the people that are sitting at home. Now we can't see him yet. Now we can. Okay, <laughs> hold on, Evan. Uh, Connor, will you please ask Evan how he's feeling right now? Mr. Fox, uh, how are you doing? That, that was not the Boys, question. Uh, I can legitimately say my hands are sweating right now. <laughs> uh, I've played basketball my entire life, and this is the biggest shot mm-hmm. I've ever had. I've never had a shot worth $1,000. I've never had a shot with this many eyes on me. <laughs> so here we go. Knees weak, arms are heavy. Hmm. Falling on a sweater already. Mom's spaghetti. He's nervous, but on the surface, he looks calm and ready to drop bombs. Oh, oh, no. No. oh my god they complete airball foxy take a lap cuz take a lap go outside with the homeless oh, next no. to the methadone clinic that was a thousand dollar shot that didn't even hit rim in front of the millions and millions of people. Not only did you let down the people, not only did you let down FanDuel Sportsbook, which has their logo all over where you just shot, you let down the entire state of Michigan. How can Michigan go down any further? The Lions stink. The Pistons stink. The Tigers stink. The Red Wings stink. stink. Now, they have to know that their chosen son from Michigan State, who has a great beard in a great jump shot with a thousand dollars on the line throws up a massive disgusting <laughs> despicable air ball for nothing i can't even lie guys i don't have a lot but i do have a jumper no! <laughs> i just I think- put on display it was very embarrassing you know what i didn't account for though i didn't account for the adrenaline there was a lot on the line here my adrenaline just shoved that ball through the backboard yeah we saw it all right well Probably lose a thousand. Yeah. <laughs> Evan Fox will donate. Yeah, maybe there should be a little give and take there, a little bit of pressure. We didn't add that on. Man, that was tough, wasn't it? That was the worst shot I've ever seen him shoot in the history of this office. Hey, Without question. He held it up too. Yeah. Do you see him hold oh, that? Because it looked up? good until he held that thing up. Wow. Hey. <laughs> that was tough. That's bad radio, but you just, I mean, there was a chance for another thousand dollars to go into the kitty to give away to the listeners, to the followers, to the subscribers, you name it. And uh, their guy, Evan Fox, which everybody, by all accounts, everybody says is their favorite guy, just let them all down. You guys saw me hold that thing up. Yeah. I actually thought that was going in. It looked like good. it was straight at it. But like I said, that adrenaline starts kicking. You throw that thing through the backboard. Oh, my God. That was embarrassing. <laughs> all right. Get him tomorrow. I just can't. <laughs> The state of Michigan doesn't deserve this. This is a terrible way to start 2020. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, not is. for us. No, 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 <laughs> no, no, no. We're, we're Connor was with you, so he. I yeah, guess I him got, went, But for you two, yeah. I mean, two thirds of the pub. You lose your house and your jumper. That's a bad way to start twenty twenty. Oh, well, that money was going to go to a good cause, so it doesn't only affect us. That's why I'm disappointed in myself. Yeah. Way to be a hero. I'm all, I'm all about you making yourself feel worse. <laughs> you know, since I've been traveling and on the road and not able to really focus on my diet on a, a regular fashion, kind of like I had hoped that I would and wished. I haven't been getting enough vegetables, which means I haven't been getting enough vitamins, which means I haven't been getting enough nutrients, which means my body isn't performing up to snuff. Isn't that right, Nick? It's tough. It's tough on the road. It takes a toll on your body. Treat your body like a temple. It'll take care of you. But we're not able to do that all the time. Your body's a wonderland. And your body is also one that you should take care of. And to do so, you got to know what's going in is going to help. And sometimes you can't prepare all the time. Bam! Insert athletic greens. A scoop that you put into about 10 ounces of water, 12 ounces of water, that provides all the vitamins and nutrients that you could possibly need for the day from your vitamin intake. You're not going to be able to get broccolis driving down the road. Sometimes you can't get it into your schedule. So Athletic Greens has made it very simple. One scoop, it tastes good, gives you everything you could possibly need for the day. Right now, you go to athleticgreens.com forward slash pat, and you can claim a special offer of 20 free travel packs valued at $79 with your first purchase. That's athleticgreens.com forward slash pat. Start your day right, and good things will follow. I do enjoy this Athletic Greens. It is and by the way, you can travel with it pretty easy with the travel packs, by the way. You just slip a couple in your bag, wake up in the morning, dump it in the thing, chug the thing. Oh, look at me taking care of me because of my friends at Athletic Greens. Mm. 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 I'm such an adult. Mm. Greens. Athletic Greens. Let's get to some notable news with Nick, by the way. The United States Army soldiers could no longer use TikTok on government-owned phones following a decision to ban the app. The move comes amidst among worries that the video app owned by Beijing-based ByteDance could compromise national security. Okay. Jeez. So we have a conspiracy theorist in our office that is heavy, heavy into conspiracy theory. He went on a 45-minute rant about how TikTok is ultimately going to be the end of the American society and American civilization as we know it. Because all of those videos are going back to a Chinese server, which means that they can document, track, and keep everybody's information, their movements, their faces, their sounds, and create artificial, intelligent human beings to send videos back and set people up to say bad things or do bad things and put those humans in hostage-like situations. And he actually believes that TikTok will be the death of the America that we know today. That was two weeks ago he went on this rant. So last night, Diggs found an article. He sent it to the group text that said, the U.S. Army is no longer allowing soldiers to use the TikTok because of everything that he said. I have never seen somebody feel more vindicated <laughs> in their entire life than our conspiracy theorist friend. And by the way, maybe he's on to something. But I don't fully get how 
they could track your movements from your TikToks and recreate you. Oh, and yeah, all deep this. fakes. Deep, deep fakes, fakes are scary. They say deep fakes are going to be the death of everybody because they can get a deep fake of uh, Diggs saying or doing something that could cost him his entire job, entire jeopardy, put him in a compromising position. Bing, bang, boom. He's out. Mm-hmm. Who's next? Zito. Oh, boy. They can put Zito in a ah! lot. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if they'll be able to get the accurate da, but I think I guess I guess deep fakes are a problem. And if they're saving all those videos to their server, I guess that's what everybody sees as the problem. Yeah, it's huh. basically out of our government's hands if something were to go wrong. Notable news, man. I will say though, they put Prince on top of a stage once after he passed away. Yeah, think about that. Michael Jackson as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and Tupac. Tupac. And, yeah, and Tupac. That as might well. have been him though. It might have been. No, it probably was. Just with the weird lighting around it. <laughs> so it looked like. By the way, those mam- mammograms? Hologram. <laughs> Ma- mammogram <laughs> um, happens. Those are booby checks. <laughs> there it is. Get your, get your breast checked, though. Get your That's mammograms. Get your mammograms. Uh, More important than the holograms. Get your mammograms. But those holograms are very impressive. Yeah. And they talk about how expensive they are. I don't fully understand how that works, but I would love to get a mammogram of somebody right here. <laughs> <laughs> I wish me and Steve Jobs should just do a show together oh, every day. Oh. Me and old Steve just up here standing and walking around. You'd with hate him. Terminal. You want me to look into it? Yeah, yeah, look into his. You'd uh, hate him. Any other notable news? Uh, let's talk some New Year's news. Gronk, obviously, last night with the spike of the Lego Steve Harvey head. What would you think about that? <laughs> People are saying he's the worst. Gronk or Harvey? People are saying that Gronk is the worst. Who's saying that? People. Who? Wait, we've done the segment here. People were saying no, no, on I, the internet. I didn't see that. A lot of people loved it. I thought, I except for Steve, Steve Harvey. Harvey. <laughs> Steve Harvey did not. Why you? Why'd you do that, man? Can we play it? Yeah, uh, yeah, we should. Courtesy of Fox, obviously. Courtesy of Fox. Courtesy of Fox. But the the Gronk, the Steve Harvey Lego Gronk spike was one that I don't think Steve Harvey was fully prepared for. <laughs> Steve Harvey was trying to be as professional as possible, hosting his 50th show of the day, <laughs> and he saw this Lego set that was put together probably five, six hours it took to put together just get slaughtered right on the floor in front of him, and he was at that moment, he said, I ain't working with him anymore. <laughs> Steve was definitely taking that Lego thing of him like home and putting it in his house. For sure. We had a guy that wanted to build me oh, as no. a Lego guy. This guy sent me this guy sent me like six, seven DMs on Instagram. Okay. He's like, Pat, I think it would be awesome to build you as a Lego. And and I didn't open it or read it, nothing like that. He sends me and I was very persistent. I finally He's very good though. He's very, very persistent. And I guess he's talented. So Nick finally, Nick finally, Nick finally uh starts getting messages from this guy. And this guy starts messaging Nick. He's like, I want to build Pat as a Lego. I want to build Pat as a Lego. We're like, all right, damn it. Just answer the guy. We'll do it. And we respond to him like, okay, what do you need from us? The guy's like, $10,000. <laughs> like, what are you? So hold on. Excuse me? So hold on. How does this work? So I couldn't even fathom how much this Lego of Steve Harvey's head that Gronk just spiked on it. At least it's probably $10,000, which I respect even more, by the way, out of Gronk. But there's some people that are saying like, Why'd you do that? And those people are Steve Harvey and Steve Harvey's family. Run this thing, Z. No sound. There we go. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Get him. Are you serious? <laughs> I don't want to work with him no more. Why is he here? Why are you here? What is wrong with you? You're mentally imbalanced. <laughs> Look at just dancing on his grave, you know, too. You know how hard it is to get them brown legs on? <laughs> <laughs> After the break. <laughs> oh, 
hated it. They didn't toast them either. At the New Year's, there was a toast they did. Yeah, Steve Harvey did not toast Gronk after that, I believe. Ah, I'm Gronk. Nah. Do you think Gronk was drunk? Oh, nah, I would. I would assume. I mean, Anderson Cooper and uh, Andy Cohen oh, they were on hammered. CNN I were hammered. Every second I mean, of that. I, I think, yeah, I think there's definitely intoxication involved. It's New Year's Eve. You're on television. You're celebrating amongst like 700 billion people. I, th- my issue was... They had um, Twitch from Ellen DeGeneres show mm-hmm. on the NBC one. It was uh, uh, Carson Daly, Diggs' guy, and uh, <laughs> Julianne Huff uh, hosting from like a stand. And then Twitch was down with the people. They would throw it down to him. And he would talk to them like, yeah, we're excited, we're excited. Like, just one time I want somebody to be like, why are you here? <laughs> <laughs> why in a million years would you go to that? Is there any... Anybody in this room that would ever think about going to no, that? No, I bet never. I, if, never in a million years would I go to that thing. It's it, it seems like everything that is a nightmare in society. You can't move, you can't piss, you can't see anything. It's raining, it's cold, and you have to fake laugh at things at all time. I don't fully get it. Have if to you get there tr- at seven a.m. too yeah. to like get your spot. Like oh, people are waiting there all day to be in those positions. That's a special group of people. That that's the parade people too. Yeah, yeah. same yeah, yeah, people yeah. as parade people. I don't fully understand them. So. If I ever got that gig, I think that's my first. That's probably my first and only question throughout the entire night. <laughs> Hi, what's your name? Oh, we're dogging in Bath. Where are you from? Iowa. Oh, you drove here from Iowa? Yeah. Why? <laughs> Why? Why did you do that? Oh, it's a tradition. You know, well, there's a lot of bad traditions that got broke there. If you, if you could drop me in at 11.50 p.m. there, for sure. Oh. Would love to be there for the ball drop in Times Square. No. Really? Get elbowed and stuff like that? If I was there for 10 minutes, yeah. But then how about getting out? Well, no. I said drop me in. I'm definitely getting plucked out, too. Oh, hey, so you want celebration here. You want choppered in <laughs> yeah. and choppered out yeah, yeah. in 10 minutes? Well, that's just not reasonable. I don't Get to think. the chopper. But it is insane to me because they're all – Fox was there. ABC was there. Oh, yeah. NBC was there. CNN was there. They're all in the same spots. And I think they're – I don't know. It's very, very interesting. Also, it's not like there's, like, catering or anything. How are these people eating and drinking all day? Cliff bars. Mm. A lot of cliffs. There's three thunders. It has to be. Can they even see the show though, or can, are they just Depends watching the ball? That's what I'm saying. I don't know. And, and they act as if watching the ball is the big thing. It's like okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I can see it at home too. You should see it. Yeah. I get a close up view at home. Yeah. You guys got binoculars because <laughs> they have these cameras that zoom in. I don't know. That it's all very interesting. They should all be eviscerated as soon as that ball drops. They should all just be wiped out. <laughs> oh come on, man. it's not a bad idea. There's no way you're allowed to say what you do. <laughs> Uh, while fireworks are synonymous <laughs> with New Year's Eve, noise and air pollution are leading some cities to experiment with drone light shows instead of the traditional fireworks. I'm with this. 2020. Have you seen the drone displays? They're pretty cool. I saw them at the Olympics, and I believe Celine Dion has some in her uh, concert performance. Wow. Sam sent me. Sam went to Celine Dion whenever she was here in Indianapolis. She has a video. These drones come out as if they're like her posse, and they like start dancing, and then they surrounded her with like wings at one point. The way they're able Ooh. to control these drones is pretty, pretty sweet. The Olympic drone thing was awesome, too, back in the day. I guess not back in the day, a couple years ago. But I don't know if that does... I mean, they, these are really, really cool, but like, it takes out the thrill of like a possibility of blowing your arm off, and I mean, it's just not exciting. Yeah, I agree. there were some guns being fired off last night around my house. I, very interesting because I've seen live PD. I don't know where those bullets are. <laughs> they come down. Do they though? Oh yeah. Everybody says what comes up must comes down, but d- d- Todd, did you shoot somebody when you shot it up in the air? Todd, you shot somebody? No, no. I didn't shoot, <laughs> didn't shoot anybody. I have shot up in the air before, I will admit. 
You've done a desk pop? Yeah. When's the last time you desk popped? Couple field pops. No desk pops. There's a lot of pops last night around my house. Yeah. A lot. Probably the same guy that's driving my garbage cans into my room. <laughs> Ironically, uh, also last night, there was a fire at a German zoo which killed more than 30 animals that was sparked Dude. by their New Year's why, Eve celebration. Why, 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 Come on, that's man. not notable news. Notable it's terrible news. news. It's terrible news. Go it's to news. a break. Put music on. That's not news. Shout out Illinois, too. Oh, yeah. Illinois. Notable news. Illinois. Marijuana is legal. Mm-hmm. Hour and a half drive left. <laughs> so a lot of the states surrounding us now are legal. North, east, and west legal around Indiana. Getting squeezed out. <laughs> we got gambling, yo. Live table games also in Indiana mm-hmm. starting today. You got fireworks. And we got a very healthy zoo. <laughs> <laughs> Jason Garrett still hanging around the Dallas Cowboys because although his contract does expire in a couple weeks, he could be given a heads up early that he's been relieved of his duties and will not be retained or brought back, but that is yet to happen. Why, Diggs? Uh, I said that I think that Jason Garrett is going into these meetings and he's crying. And and we've known, we know from experience it's very hard to break up with somebody when they're crying. We, all these are possible factors. I'm excited to see who lands where. I think today is going to be a big day when it comes to hiring and deciding situations around the National Football League. Speaking of big day, in the first hour, Evan Fox had a chance to make $1,000 to go into a kitty, which will be... Rewarded to listeners and followers and subscribers and uh, swiper-uppers and everything like that after Zito and I ruin our Accountability Buddy program. Accountability Buddy, Zito and I, uh, for every day that we work out this 2020 and continue to dominate this fit lifestyle, we will put $500 into a kitty. Until we completely crash, we will then give all the money away via Cash App. Currently, there's $1,000 in there because we are two days for two days. Fox had a chance in the first hour to gain another thousand dollars into that kitty by making one very easy nba three-point shot a shot that foxy shoots no less than 150 times a day and in the first hour he airballed it now here we are 11 45 first show of the brand new year and we're giving foxy another shot from the same place for 500 dollars this time to be added to the kitty 500 bucks on the line one shot what are you gonna do with it foxy i'll tell you what my brain's been in pretzel since that miss uh, i haven't even focused on this show at all i know we had darius butler on and uh, i don't even know what he said i'm sure he was great but uh <laughs> i just appreciate so much that you're giving me another opportunity because if you didn't I wouldn't be able to sleep at night. I mean, if I miss this, I still won't be able to sleep at night. So hopefully it goes better. All right. $500 on the line. Foxy and Connor will head out to the NBA three-point range. We will take a call while handling this. Let's go to Jared in Phoenix. Jared, what's going on, pal? Patrick, how's it going? Not bad. How are you, bub? I'm doing well. Hey, I wanted to uh, thank you for your uh, hospitality to Cheese It Bowl. I felt like I I was the only one representing the brand there. Thanks for taking a picture with me. Oh, hey, um, great meeting you in person. Hey, you look damn good. No, the better looking version of you, quote Patrick McPhee. He is. He had a sleeveless uh, for the brand one right to my left. He has this good beard, though. He's much more attractive than I. It was great meeting you, Jared. I digress. I, I think you're much better looking than I am, but whatever. Either way, Maybe. I was going to, I wanted to shout out Evan Foxy. He had a great conversation with him, but then he went and bricked it. I'm glad you're giving him a. 
It wasn't what, even what a brick, by saying? the way. It wasn't even a brick, by the way, Jared. It was a full, embarrassing air ball. One that the entire arena, if he was playing basketball, would have chanted immediately, air ball, air ball. Every time Foxy got the ball for the rest of that game and any future games, that crowd would have chanted, air ball, air ball. Foxy would have had to go to bed with the sound of that chant, ringing in his ears for the rest 10 years of his life, and that's why we're giving him another shot, Jared. But some people are saying, not me, some people are saying, worst shot of the decade. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get to it. Uh, Foxy, are you out there? All right, boys. Um, like I said, I appreciate you giving me another opportunity. It literally can't get much worse than the first one. Pressure makes diamonds. Diamonds last forever. Lock in. Okay, that was Macho Scotty Smalls. I don't know how he has anything to do with it. Wait, Foxy, you're not just... Oh, whoa, whoa. <laughs> you're not just lining up and shooting. Foxy was trying to get a quick drug off there, which is a bunch of BS. Foxy, Jared in Phoenix, Arizona, who's a different time zone and a different climate than us, said that your shot was the worst shot of the decade, and the decade just began. And I, I, I'm, yeah, I mean, I'm about 100% sure he was right, actually. Yeah, Jared was 100% right. Jared knows what bad shots look like because he has to watch the Phoenix Suns play all the time. Oh! I don't think you could no. even get a job with the Phoenix Suns after that last shot. Excited to see what you do with this one, though, for $500. All right, let's go. Evan Fox hands the microphone back to Boston Connor. He's got Air Force Ones on and a hoodie, and he lines up. Oh, oh, no. oh my God. Cut the feed. <laughs> Cut the feet. He's walking out. Oh I think he's walking God. out of the front door. Short left yeah, brick. Last time he went airball far. This time short left brick. We're sorry, listeners. We're sorry, followers. We're sorry, subscribers. Zito and I are trying to do our best to raise money to give away to you. And Evan Fox is just trying to ruin it at all stops. That's unbelievable. Have you ever seen a kid shoot that terribly? No. What happened? <laughs> he's outside the door. He's locked out. Take a lap. We'll see him tomorrow. Let's get to the phones. Tanner in Columbia. What's going on, pal? Hey, Pat. You talk about kickers needing that clutch gene. You know, after he gets bodied in Yankee Stadium and then airballs oh, no. one Whoa. and bricks the other. I think Foxy's just missing the clutch gene, man. <laughs> Tanner in South Carolina Yikes. from the top rope. From the top rope. Well, that's it for our first show of the 2020 year. Hope you enjoyed it. Darius Butler was incredible. Good DB conversation there. I hope you enjoyed the notable news, learned a little bit about life. We talked about coaches a little bit. Uh, it was a lot of fun for us. I hope you enjoyed it as well. Uh, send us some tweets. Uh, we're still giving out gifts for They Got Engaged. Hashtag They Got Engaged. Favorite thing that happened in 2019. Send them in. Still rewarding people with, you know, credit to our store, some free merch, stuff along that nature. And also... Be sure to check out Pat McAfee, professional baseball player, which is now free on our YouTube, youtube.com forward slash the Pat McAfee show. It's a throwback Thursday on our YouTube. Go check it out. All right, Ty Schmidt, play some independent music.